Welcome, everyone, once again to another episode of the Blackstock Triangle and Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and alongside me today is with Sam. With Sam, how you going? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be back. Yes, we have had a little bit of a hiatus uh, for well, I don't know how many weeks it's been. Obviously, we had the international break, which didn't help. Um, but we are back, and we are back with a couple of um, oh, a couple of decent results. I think what what we'll do is we'll recap Brentford and, and Lons in one hit. Um, and I think, I guess in my mind, uh, it was really that uh, like out of the two games, although obviously they are different leagues, it was a tale of two different games, really. You know, a bit of a KG one nil win in the in the Prem, and. Absolute masterclass in the in the Champions League. But what did you make of, of those performances? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, definitely two different games. One of them I was incredibly nervous. The other one I was laughing, uh, you know, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, shellacking six zero. My God, it was the best. It was over after what thirty minutes, and then the other game it wasn't over until the ninetieth. So yeah, um, for Brentford, you know, they're they're a tough team. I don't think anybody's ever anyone else has beat them other than us since last year at, you know, at their, you know, uh, well away. And, at their uh, ground. So, yeah, at their ground, yeah. So for us to do it again, you know, let, yeah, let's keep on going. But, yeah, uh, I'm so glad that Havertz scored. My God, did he need that, you know. Uh, of course, he scored the PK that was given to him, which was great, but he actually made this, and and it was – crucial that we scored those points given you know the landscape of that weekend in terms of other teams dropping points so yeah a, a nervous match we weren't playing too well um Saka was double team martinelli was double teamed Trissard wasn't doing too well even though that whole lineup looked great uh on paper so yeah just to walk away with with any points was great yeah i think um yeah that brentford game definitely um a bit of heart and mouth stuff and look i definitely agree with kai havertz you know he's been a much uh, criticized figure i guess you could say um um, and uh yeah i just i think i think yeah i'm I'm hoping obviously you know he's now scored two and two i'm hoping he's turned a corner i mean Obviously, we won't know until end of the season, but it did look like, especially last night against Lawns, you know, there were a couple of touch. I mean, there was a touch when he was in the, he, he just sort of skinned um, the Lawns, this Lawns defender. I don't know who the name of the defender was, and he just skinned him and, and did sort of like a half turn through the legs or something. It was just, it, and I, was, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, hang on a minute. Have you're we just. About by, sorry, you're talking about by the corner flag where he just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, I'm, I, I remember just seeing that and thinking, man, uh, haven't seen that from him. Um, I don't think I even saw that in a Chelsea shirt, to tell you the truth. But uh, you know, look, listen, fingers crossed um, uh, that he that he has turned that corner. I mean, do, do you think he's turned that corner? I'm I'm hoping so. But uh, well, including his international games, he scored what three goals now in four games. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good record. It's a pretty good record. So yeah, and he can I mean, play I'm, a left back as well if we need him to. So you <laughs> yes, know, he can. Everybody can play left back on this team. It's great. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, I really hope it is. Uh, he, this time he was actually smiling. You know what I mean when he scored. He he was actually more reactive. You know when he got that PK, he kind of like 
jumped a little bit, but he realized the situation that was given to him. Yeah, upon two it was goals a gift. In a row. Yeah, and now we got yeah, it was a gift. two goals of live play goals. He's actually happy. He feels part of the team. He's doing a little bit more with his confidence. You know, that, that half turn was great. And that pass that, uh, afterwards to, I think, Martinelli. No, not Martinelli. Sorry, um, Odegaard. At yeah, the top of the I, box, that could have been another assist. Easy. Easy. So, yeah, a lot of good things happening with the squad and with him. It's great. Yeah, and to think, you know, um, to think a lot of fans and, and, and rival fans and us, obviously, us as Arsenal fans, you know, we've been sort of looking at our performances this season. And I think, you know, a lot of us have been saying we don't look like we did last season. Um we kind of look a bit more, a little bit more solid in defence, but maybe not as fluent in attack. Which, look, I, I personally think that's a deliberate tactic from Mikel Arteta. I think he's realised. I mean, last season, what did we score? Eighty-eight goals, and I think we conceded forty-two goals. I mean, you can't. The goal scoring wasn't really the issue. I mean, you, you can't concede over forty goals in the Premier League and expect to win it. You know, it's just not. It's mm-hmm. not an intelligent way of going about it. So I think. Yeah, I think this is definitely something of a tactical move from from Arteta, but when you look at you look at where we are, you know we we've now just qualified for the round of sixteens with a game in hand, but we've also you know we're also top of the league. You know, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs—they all drop points, um, and now we're sitting at the top of the league. We've just qualified. Like I said we just qualified Champions League game with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, well, we're not performing at our best, but we're we're still there. We're there, or thereabouts at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, to have a given hand is huge. And definitely, we can. Uh, I don't know. Just try our <laughs> like second string, maybe the young kids, put them in there because we don't need that game. It's, it's so we can just rest our players, especially um, during this game stretch where we have the wolf, we have wolves, we have Aston Villa, and then. Um, I forget who PSV again. And then yeah, I think we got Luton as well. I think. And then we got Luton. Yeah, this is a time to actually draw out those points and get a little bit ahead because maybe Manchester City tie with Tottenham. You know, you never know. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's more drop points, so this would be the time to stretch that lead if we can. Well, and Spurs having... have been Man City's bogey team for yeah a while. Yeah. Like they've always seemed to drop points against them. So, and, and I hate rooting for for, for Spurs, but. I mean, I hate City too. And, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take a draw. You know, take a draw. That's yeah, a draw would be fine too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, no, this is the time to stretch that lead and to have a game in hand is huge. And to win the way we did and just put it to bed. Oh man, oh, I can't. I can't wait for the round of sixteen. When is that? Like March or something? Or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, either end of Feb, early March, something like that. I can't yeah. remember. I think yeah. it's changed. But now we'll get a um, good draw too. Because we're we we're leading the yep, and we will, yeah we will finish top finish top of the group, which is mm-hmm. even better. Um, mm-hmm. I guess obviously now that we have qualified for the round of sixteen, uh, what 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 are your expectations in terms of how far we go in the U- in the UCL and, and and I guess could you just maybe mention what what would be your starting eleven that you would go with I guess as well in the next game that is basically a dead rubber um I would go with the same group I think Havertz deserves it um I think Trossard is a, a good person to keep on the bench and inject into the game if Martinelli 
or Jesus is not doing too well. He's always that change of pace, man. And I, I think the group is growing very well right now. And especially with Hobbits coming into his own, that left eight role uh, is, is super important to be a target man up there for Raya to pass to. Uh, I remember one of the, one of the better touches all game was when Habers collected the ball in the middle of the, the, the field and pass it out to Martinelli from Ryan's ball. So having him and crash the box as well, I think he deserves to be in there. Everyone else. Wait, so, 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 so you wouldn't, you wouldn't rotate in some youngsters in the next game. Oh no. I'm, I thought you meant like the round of 16. Man. <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, look, yeah, obviously yeah, in the round of 16, we got to go with our full strength. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a, I, yeah, that's absolutely I, I given. Conf- I was confused. I'm sorry. No, for PSV, put in whoever you want. Put in all yeah. the youngsters. It doesn't matter. I don't know if PSV is going to go hard either because I think they win regardless as well. Uh, ooh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I guess it depends on what they put out. I'd be prepared to put, you know, I don't want to have anyone injured, honestly. That's number yeah. one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, put in put in whoever. Whoever, whoever gets to play. Whoever yeah, gets to I think. Play in the Champions League. Definitely, yeah, and I think it would be great to see, you know, maybe Ethan Manieri or... Um, Ramsdale? <laughs> oh, yeah, look, I mean, look, let, I mean, let, let's talk about Ramsdale, I guess, okay, because... talk about Ramsdale, that's fine. Because I think, <laughs> look, I think after what I saw, I mean, look, I feel sorry for the guy because he's clearly, his confidence has been absolutely shot um, mm-hmm. with the introduction of Riot, and it does seem as though Ramsdale is the kind of player that really relies on confidence. You know, he's a confidence player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he just – in that first half against Brentford, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you could just see he was an absolute – a ball of nerves. And absolutely just – yeah, he, he, he was struggling that first half. And then in the second half, he calmed down a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been – it could have been a disaster, especially you know that that clearance off the line from Declan Rice. You know, Massive. you want to, yeah, huge, absolutely, just in, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things, and, and you know, I, I can go on about how we tried to, you know, throw the ball out and literally, you know, almost throw it back to himself. I don't know, I don't know how that you can do that. I mean, you know, he no threw idea. the ball and it literally almost came back to him. Like it hit the ground and then bounced back to him. I'm like, man, are you trying to give yourself a possession? Like, what's going on here? Um, maybe it's a time wasting technique or something. Yeah, know. yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, it could, could be. But I think, <laughs> look, for me, I think surely, you know, that was it for him. You know, I think the the writing, if the writing wasn't on the wall prior to that match, I think, I definitely think it's definitely on the wall now in yeah. big bold letters. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. it's funny, Arteta's. Uh, interview after the game because uh, obviously Kai Havertz scored and mm-hmm. he basically said, oh, look, I'm so happy for him. You know, it's really great. Um, and, you know, he's going from strength to strength or something along those lines. And then the interviewer or the journalist brought up um, Ramsdale. Oh, look, another clean sheet. And he goes, I'm just so happy for the team. <laughs> I'm like, I did see that. that was cold, and I'm like, man. oh, man. That I said, so that, is, cold. that is cold. That is cold hearted. <laughs> That is some stone cold. <laughs> like, it was just like, wow, <laughs> this guy. Oh, oh man. And, and that's, that's like, ah, oh, it's just, that's it. Like, he's done. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no way back for Ramsdale. And look, 
I do. I, I still think he's a good keeper, but I just mm. I understand. And I said this in previous podcasts. You know, I understand where Arteta is coming from. There's, you know, in terms of their passing and their sort of ability on the ball, I would say Rye and Ramsdale are very similar. But Ramsdale's decision making under pressure is nothing like Raya's. Like Raya's mm-hmm. calmness on the ball mm-hmm. is like, it's almost, it gives you heart attacks. He's that calm. <laughs> whilst, exactly. you know, if, well said. Yeah, whilst Ramsdale, you know, he's very much, if, if he gets pressed and he gets in trouble one time, he starts just going long because he's just scared. And it's, and mm-hmm. Arteta's basically like, no, listen, I don't care if, take the risk. He wants that risk because he understands that it, like the press allows a free man further down the field and that's how you know you you can ultimately get to some of these other teams especially ones that have you know real real serious presses mm-hmm. um and i just yeah i feel sorry for him but i think it's done i mean do, do you think the same thing I'm, I'm sure you probably do but yeah i think um the number one and number two is sorted now uh, i think everybody knows that now and everyone understands where Arteta is coming from yeah it was they, they blow it into a whole issue like them you know like sky sports and whatnot but it was simple raya is just better we need a better keeper we got a better keeper yeah it hurts but i mean ramsdale's number two is not bad i i, I don't want to sell him if we don't have to because i don't know who else would get in maybe some young prospect or something uh but yeah it's sorted i would still allow him to play against psv you know because he helped us get into the champions league However, yeah, with with Raya, you can see him just, you know, just put his foot on the ball, turn, kind of like stutter step, you know, fake out like all the press and then just nail somebody down, you know, 40 yards away or something. So it's it's, it's so much better to have him in goal. Yeah, I don't know if we were to get, I don't think, I don't think Ramsdale will go in January. I think he will be at the club until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I just... Summer. Yeah, I think in the summer is when, and that's also probably better for us, you know, because if something does happen to Rai, if he gets injured or something, you know, we'll obviously we'll be really short. Then if we were to get rid of, let's say we got, let's say we got rid of Ramsdale in January, and then all of a sudden Rai gets injured in March, you know, right at the peak, you know, yeah, time, you know, we're we'd be in trouble then because then who's next? Hein is our yeah. goalkeeper, like you know, so I think probably I think- in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think Rams, I think Ramsdale would step into that role pretty well if Ryan was injured, and it, and we're coasting towards the you know an actual title. Yeah, I think he would actually jump into that pretty well. So yeah, to have him still for us until the summer would be massive. Yeah, for sure. And then then where we go from there, I, I don't know. And you know who do we sell him to? You know, I'm I think I'm hearing a lot of stuff about Chelsea, which uh, I'm not really <laughs> really Chelsea. Yeah. I, I, like I, I've, on Twitter, I've heard like, oh, you know, Chelsea might be in for him. And I'm like, oh, I mean, look, it depends how much they offer us. If they give us a stupid amount from like they have been giving all these other clubs, right. then look, um, I might be like, yeah, okay, go on. But yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, um, uh, yeah, their goalkeeper is pretty trash too, right? <laughs> yeah, they got uh, the guy from Brighton. What was it Sanchez? Robert Sanchez? Sanchez? Yeah, he's pretty bad. I remember. Um, yeah, I guess Chelsea would be fine. I would hate it. Uh, I'd prefer maybe like Fulham or something. Or, uh, maybe middle. The, well, I guess Chelsea is middle of the table too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like literally. Yeah. Time, uh, maybe we yeah. should sell to a mid-table club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. All right, let's. 
Let's talk. Okay. I mean, well, I think what we'll do is we. Uh, I think I want I want to keep talking about Brentford a little bit because I think mm-hmm. what I saw and and particularly I guess the, the style of plays. I mean, it was such a these past two games in the in the league and in the Champions League. You know, such a contrast in styles. You know, you had such in, in and what we've seen in the in the Champions League is that the games are much more free flowing. You know, because they're not sitting back like you know we've seen already in the Premier League this season, and Brentford was a prime example. You know, just a low block. You know, try and keep us out for as long as we can. We try to try and pass pass around, try and find a hole, and then eventually we got that one new win. Um, you know, really just just so many bodies in the way. You know, when they play that when teams play that low block against us, and then you had this game against Lawns where it was just much more open. Lawns were much more spread, and you could see. And and it's funny. I read on Twitter. Some people were like, "Okay, so this is why these teams play the low block against us because this is what would happen if they don't. <laughs> like it would just, we would just absolutely blow teams away if they didn't do. If you know, they allow if they allowed us to do what we like, what Lawns allowed us to do. It yeah, it would be five nil at you know half time. That's the kind of you know pace and transition of play that we have. I mean. Last night there was a ball that Tomiyasu kicked, and I don't know whether it was a clearance oh, for Martinelli's yeah. goal yeah, or yeah. not. But so good. <laughs> it was just, it was just like, man, <laughs> you know, that, like it, I, I, almost when I watched it, I was like, "There's no way that happens in the Premier League." Like, the, 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 you know, there'd be a player there to cut that off. You know, like mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where I just saw some of the passing and some of the. I guess the style of Lawns, and I guess Lawns wanted to come and play a certain way. And to be fair, a lot of other teams, you know, PSV, Seville, you know, they, they've all come try to play their way because they're obviously champions of their leagues or they're, you know, very good in their leagues. And they think, oh, we will take them on. Mm-hmm. And then little do they know they get pummeled or, or like, or, you know, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we just, they don't, they don't realize that the quality, I guess, of the Premier League is so much more higher. But, but what, like, what do you think? I mean, looking at the way. Brentford play or looking at where teams play with low blocks and compared to like what, how we've been in the Champions League. It has been chalk and cheese in both the different competitions. So what do you yeah. think? Yeah, uh, that's why I'm excited about the Champions League because yeah, everyone's a champion trying to play their own style and we finally get to breathe a little bit. Um, I got some stats from both games. Check this out. So from Brentford, uh, we had 64% of the possession, 508 passes, 15 shots, 4 on target. For the Lawns game, we had 47%. Uh, possession 450 passes versus their 477 passes 14 shots eight shots on target like the the amount of possession that is equal during those free-flowing games we have less passes and we're just deadly and it's so much more fun to watch uh, versus brentford who has literally 36 percent possession only passed it about 300 times and we're just like fiddling and they're just playing defense and it's just gross you know what i mean it's just gross and i understand why they play like that because they got they got to keep their points and they're playing counter-attack football but it's it's there's too much respect man it's like stop giving us so much respect with this player of the game you know yeah well that's yeah i think i think that's the problem i mean look to be fair though i think brentford brentford probably were a little bit more defensive against us than maybe some other teams um, and I think that's just a testament to how damaging we can be, and that's not and that's not me trying to toot like the Arsenal horn. Um, I just think that, especially after last season, you know, there were teams that when I mean, we saw last season that that first half, and I mentioned this uh, in a podcast with Nelly, 
the, in the first half of that season, we shocked a lot of teams in the Premier League. They they mm-hmm. did not expect us to do what we did in that first in that first say fourteen right up until the World Cup, which I think was fourteen games in the league. I think those first fourteen games, we yeah we shocked the league. They were like, hang on a minute, what's what's happened here? And I, th- I remember Thomas Frank actually coming out after we beat them three nil away from home. And he was like, "That's the best team in the league." He goes, "You know, he goes, that's I didn't expect it, that kind of thing." You know, you could see the shock in his voice. You could hear it in his voice and his face. Like he goes, "That's the best team." And they had, they had faced Man City, and he he went, "No, that's the best team." So, I think, yeah, I think teams are just then they know now they know what we're about, and they they kind of just they're just playing their way. They're playing playing in a, in a way where they're just trying, I guess, almost trying to keep the keep us out for as long as they can and just hoping to snatch and grab sometimes, you know, just get a goal here or there and yeah. maybe maybe even just get a point. You know, they're probably like, well, we'll just take a point against this team because they are a really good team. So one point's fine by us and we move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's a, it's a little unfair to say that our attacking prowess is lacking this year. It's just how people are playing us and how they're setting up their team against this. Um, we still have, you know, that fire. We still have that, you know, ability to score multiple goals again. Yeah, and also when you see some of these teams, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, you know, Bukayo Saka's got double team, triple teamed. Like mm-hmm. Martinelli's the same. You know, obviously it was never going to be, it was never going to be the same because now, you know, a lot of these, like I mentioned, these clubs know what these players are about. Mm-hmm. And even then, they still can't keep Saka quiet. You know, Saka's know. still look at his numbers. Like it's, it's a, just <laughs> he's a monster. He's a, he's so an good. absolute monster. He is he is borderline. He's he's literally getting to that point where he is, you know, he's borderline now becoming world class. Like mm-hmm. he's just he's on that. He's teetering. You know, he's mm-hmm. literally he's a great player. And he's he's you know if he if he ends the season with, you know, thirty goals and assists. When he's been, you know, pretty much every Premier League game, every every game he plays, he gets not only does he get double team, triple team, but he gets chopped. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, some of the some of the opposition players, they they almost look like they want to hurt him mm-hmm. because they know how good he is, and some of the tackles that they put in on him are insane. Uh, but that's I mean, we can have a whole other podcast. We could probably talk for an hour about some of the officiating and some of the rubbish oh, that yeah, yeah. this league. Um, has in terms of their officiating, particularly the PGMOL, but be that as it may, um, yeah, I just you know, I think our players, it, it's going to be really hard for them to obviously have that same free flowing attacking style when these teams want to play low block and want us to, you know, try and really make, really try and break them down. However, like I mentioned earlier as well, we're still we're top of the league, <laughs> we're top of the league with thirty points, so and we we've, we're through to the round of sixteen. I don't know things are looking good, man. I, I'm not, I don't want to jinx it, but we're we're looking good. And and I tell you something else: if if Gary Neville is coming out and saying, "I think Arsenal are going to win it this year," then you, man, you got to really, really start to question everything. Right, Gary Neville, Gary Neville, the person that hated on us all last year. Yeah, it's, it turned a corner. Yeah, I mean, if we can, if he can turn a corner, my God, I. We're in for it. We're definitely competing for it this year, and it's so good to see, despite our level of play, not not uh, supposedly clicking, you know, and and being um, facing so many teams that are defensive minded against us and still winning. Like Saka, you're talking about his production. Yeah, what does he have? 
what is it like 10 goals 10 goals or um, seven in, goals and 10 assists or something like that like seven yeah in, total? in all comps i'm not sure about all comps i don't really know but it'd be it'd be something like that it's yeah, definitely it's already insane. double digits like a hundred percent yeah and yeah and <laughs> it doesn't look like he does much uh, no, like during during the play because he's always double teamed, but he always finds a way to get that that GA that goal and assist. It's like Salah, you know. Yeah, he's like he's he just that type of player. Yeah, it's just that you know it's that bit of extra quality that a player mm-hmm. has that you see and you go, you know, there aren't many players that are like that. You know, yeah. there just aren't many players in the world that just have that little bit of extra quality where they put a ball in, like they'll cross a ball in, and it just has the perfect amount of whip and dip. And yeah. it ends up on someone's head. You just think, and, and although you think, oh, well, that you know, sometimes it is lucky. And yeah, sure, hundred percent. But the, I guess the difference is, is the consistency of these guys. You know, these Salas and Sackers, mm-hmm. their ability to just put it on a dime every time yeah. is what yeah. allows these other players to. I guess it almost becomes robotic in some sense, where they know, okay, Saka's crossing the ball in. I know where it's going to be. It's going to be at the back post. You know, very rarely is it going to be either. You know, too long or too short, like it's going to be there. So then, as a as a team teammate, you know, okay, I'm going to make my run to the back post, and that's what Kai Havertz does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was waiting during the Brentford game for people to crash that back post. It's kind of infuriating, actually, because Saka just keeps whipping it in, or Martinelli will, and Jesus and Trissard will just look at it. And I'm like, yeah, what are you guys doing get there. And look, Put a foot I in. think, yeah, and look, and you know, I think, you know, what that could also be is that that was. That was the run that Shaka did a lot last season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and so I think maybe you know, the likes of Martinelli and, and you know some other players like Jesus, whoever's playing in that no trust side, whoever's or whoever's sort of making that run in in that eight role, um, maybe they're not. They haven't quite hasn't quite clicked because they they're not quite on that wavelength yet. But we did see obviously Havertz pick up on that, and I think. You know, it, it will take time for the for these maybe the other guys to get used to these changes. Obviously, we are playing a bit more defensively as well because Arteta doesn't want us to concede as much. So maybe that's also a part of the issue. But yeah, I think Xhaka was the one doing it, and um, yeah, uh, same with Ben White. He was crashing the back post too. We don't see that much from him. He hasn't been playing too well recently. But he yeah, used to but do those one, runs too. Yeah, and and but once again, is that because Arteta is telling him to stay deeper because he wants to be more defensively sound this season? Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe we were supposed yeah, to have but, Timber. You know, like I think Arteta wanted to have Timber like uh, play that role that Jinchenko plays, so it'd be more attacking that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but on the other side, wasn't it the right back? Uh, no, it was on the other side. But was it left? Timber could play. Yeah, it was left. But he can play first, both, Tony. He can play both. Yeah, yeah, he can. He's, He's like Tommy Asu, who's a yeah. amazing. Oh my god, Tommy Asu. Tommy Asu. Two assists, I think. Did he have two? Did they count that as assist to Martinelli? That that cross. No, that was an assist to. Yeah, that, yeah, that was an assist for him. Yeah. Uh, then he got that in the Odegaard one too. Yeah, perfect. Oh, did he assist that as well? Yeah, where Odegaard uh, volleyed it. Oh like, yeah. Like Saka brought it up too, the field, yeah. and then Tommy Asu yeah. sprinted, like sprinted. All the way, and then the overlapping. Like he got the ball from Saka, he chipped it in, and Odegaard was waiting there. Tommy Asu has really impressed me. Yeah, you know, he is. He's, he's coming. I mean, he's keeping Ben White, who was unbelievable last season for us. He's keeping him out of the team, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's good that, you know, when somebody's 
not having a great spell, you know, they're not doing too well. We can just sub in somebody that's just as good or even better, you know? Yeah. It's, it's good I think also job. the fact that he's two footed really makes a difference. Yes. I think Arteta's looking at that going, this is, this is like a, this is gold, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. It was just injured last year, right? That's the only yeah. reason he really didn't oh, play that's, as much. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be. I mean, what, what did you make of um, Arteta's substitutions? Obviously, um, after in the Lawns game when we were five 0 up, come out half time, he changed Zinchenko, took Zinchenko off, took Tommy Asu off, and put White and um, Kivior at left mm. back. What did you make of that? I mean, yeah, why not? We were up by five. It it, it couldn't hurt. Uh, I know White. Uh, I guess just to play him, just to see if he's—is he injured? Is that what's happening? Or oh, look, I don't know. I don't know if he's. I mean, he was injured. I think he was carrying a niggle or something. But I don't know if he was injured, injured. And and I think it may be just a case of Tommy Asu's coming. He's done really well. So it's like, how do you drop right. him? Right. And I know Zinchenko can only play very well for like sixty minutes now. He kind of kind of feels like an old guy sometimes, you know. So having Kivior in there, and Kivior is excited. He's just excited to play. I like seeing him there, and he, he's running all up the left side of the pitch. He's in the box, you know, like the, the, yeah. the long box. Fan, fantastic passing range as well, Kivior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he he could play in midfield. Like I, I think he could, he could be a DM for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He could probably play an eight too. You never know. That, that's, that's Maybe I mean too. I definitely think a deep lying playmaker in midfield he could he could play that role you know almost mm-hmm. like a Declan Rice maybe but maybe not as driving with in terms of runs maybe not quite as good a passing range but he's yeah he's not the worst he's definitely not the worst um, yeah, his his crosses are pretty good like his switch of play is pretty good and um, he works well with Jorginho who came in as well and yeah. Jorginho played played him like wonderfully too. First goal for Jorginho, I think, for us. Yeah, did you notice he, he didn't do his signature hop? You know? No, I didn't. His, actually, his no. PK, yeah, he took it differently. I, I didn't see him do that recently or, or ever. He usually does that little change of pace PK, but yeah, that's good for him. Everyone got on the board. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to have six goals, to have six different goal scorers. Um, <laughs> I think, honestly, I feel like that's, just a testament to how Arteta wants us to play. He wants goals from different areas. You know, it's, you know, I keep going back to it, but I I said this on a previous podcast as well. I I I really do feel he's trying to emulate the Centurion Man City team, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just having players that can come in from all sides, scoring goals, not not like a target man kind of thing, just try and get as many uh, many as many players involved as possible to try and score, or have as many outlets to score, so that you don't have to just rely on one person, and it ultimately forces the opposition to kind of, well, not know where to go, whether they go left, right, forward, backwards. It's like if you have goals coming from all these different angles, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's hard to defend. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really hard to defend. Yeah, that's unpredictable. It's, it's good to see. Um, all right, well, let's. I guess before we wrap up, let's preview the Wolves game. Um, I mm-hmm. think I'm going to have to go for, obviously Wolves is the next game, yeah. but is, uh, is Luton after that one? Uh, let me check. I think, I think Luton's on like a Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Yes. And is it straight after Wolves? I believe so. Uh, I'm sorry. One second. Let me take a look. And then it's, yeah, no, I think it's, Hold on, I think it might be Wolves and then Aston Villa. Yeah, it is. So yeah, so Saturday 
Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, Saturday is Wolves, and then Tuesday night is Luton. Is Luton, and then it's Essendon. Yeah. So that's actually that's quite close, man. That's really close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a packed couple of weeks. Yeah. Thank God of... we won last night because now that PSV game we can just rest. Yeah, exactly. Bear man, <laughs> we can just rest. Yeah, yeah so because it's players. time to prepare for Brighton after that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so after that PSV game, we got. Brighton at home, Liverpool away, yeah. and uh, West Ham at home, and then Fulham away. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, that's hectic. That's, a, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty hectic. It's pretty hectic. Um, and then this, yeah, t- and then there's I think a, some games off. I think I think uh, international break maybe after that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who the Wolves side is going to put up. Um, I don't know if they're going to be super difficult. They, I mean, they could always pluck something on his Wolves. Uh, I don't know if Neto is still injured or if he's going to play versus us. I hope he, I hope he's not injured so we can buy him, honestly. <laughs> Get a replacement for Saka when Saka's injured or into rest. I, I wonder if, the, uh, if maybe, I don't know, because the way I kind of look at it is... <laughs> I mean, I hear a lot of Arsenal fans, they want, they want a replacement for Eddie and Kedia. Mm-hmm. But the way I kind of feel is I want, I want, to, I want someone that we can bring in there who's better than Jesus, so that Jesus is the second striker, you know? Like, I want us to really bring someone in who's going to really take us to that next level, you know? I don't, I'm not sure if, you know, bringing in someone that can just, you know, be a backup to Jesus is the right way to go about it. Um, because if we were to do something like that, then we could we could play Jesus on the right. So I'm not sure whether maybe oh, something yeah. like that might be on the cards this summer, where we sign another striker that's going to be our main striker, and then Jesus is sort of the backup striker slash right winger. Maybe I can see that. I can see that. I can see that us getting Tony for that. Then you know this this January if we're going to do that and have yeah. Saka, um take a rest and and I'm, I'm hearing. There. Osman as well might be like when I say I'm, when I say I'm hearing I'm, I'm when I say that I mean like uh, I mean like I'm literally seeing this on Twitter like I'm not hearing yeah. anything just <laughs> FYI <laughs> like I'm not an I'm not an ITK or anything like that I'm just no, saying you're that an, you're not an insider you don't have them no uh, no no I mean I wish I wish I was a fly on the wall for Mikel Arteta's meetings man that'd be interesting I'm I'm looking at uh, the the Champions League groups, and it looks like PSG is um, not going to top their table. We might get stuck with them first. I would actually. Love well, that's that. a tough I group. I that. mean, let's be honest; that's a really tough group. You think about mm-hmm. it, because what's uh, Borussia Dortmund, PSG, Newcastle, AC Milan? That is a mm-hmm. that is a tough group. Um, yeah. Uh, well, look, um, hopefully, well, listen. Hopefully, Newcastle get through. That means we can't get we can't get Newcastle then because. There's an English team. I don't think we can get them in the round of 16. Oh, really? Is that a rule? I don't know. I think so, unless they've changed it. But I'm pretty sure um, in the in the round of 16, we have to get someone else. Oh, so okay. if Newcastle get through, then we we can't get that that group or whoever ends up second. If it's PSG, then we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to play PSG, honestly. I really would. Because I, I want yeah, Saliba to play against Mbappe and see... And see what happens, yeah. you know, on these both French players. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, so let's okay. So let's um, 
do score predictions for Wolves. What do you reckon? I mean, I think I'm going to say maybe 2-1 for one. Wolves. Is it at home? Is it at home? Yes, it is, yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. I'm going to go clean sheet, uh, 2-0. Two, 2-0? Zero. Two, zero? Okay. Luton, I think that's a way. Oh, man. I still think we'll do it. I th- I'm going to say 2-1 for that as well. Actually, I might change my Wolves prediction. I might say 3-1 for Wolves. Mm-hmm. And I'll say Luton 2-1. I'm going to say 4-0. <laughs> oh, damn. I okay. think we're going to batter. I think we're going to batter him. Especially Ooh. if we win with a clean sheet against Wolves. We'll, we'll be rolling. I hope so. I hope you're right. I'm, I'm pessimistic, but I hope you're right. I really do. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining me, Wissam. Yeah. No, no problem. We should do it I, sometime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we probably will. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, all right and uh yeah we'll see you next time bye-bye